Alright, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever it is that's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, thing, you know, thinking stuff, uh, uh, physical sensations, um, feelings, uh, emotional feelings. Is that a double, like emotional and feeling, you know, stuff, you, you know, gut stuff, heart stuff, head stuff, whatever it is. Could be travel, could be somebody's out of town, could be your dog's got, you know, dude, it could be Sneezy Dog, or if your dog's name is Sneezy, you might, you know, you might have dog naming guilt, and that could keep you up unnecessarily, but it might. You say, well, maybe that's why my dog has that hanging head, because it shouldn't have named her Sneezy. I mean, she doesn't even sneeze anymore. That was just when she was a puppy, and I was tickling her nose with her tail. Oh, I wish I didn't. What was I? Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if anybody else, like, I didn't even, I have, my dog's name's Koa. I didn't even name her. K-O-A, Koa. I believe she's named after, she. her name means something in Hawaiian, but I don't, like, maybe a mountain or something. I don't know. I didn't name her. I, I adapted her. To, she came with her own name as an adult. A lot of you that listen to this, oh, wait, let me do, let me try to get back to this. I'll cross my fingers and talk about naming, shame, shaming, naming, naming, shaming. Sleep with me, the podcast, it confuses you. So if you're new here, let me tell you about the structure of the show, what to expect, and, you know, try to make you feel welcome. That's my main goal is to make you feel welcome. Structure of the show, first five minutes of the show, they pay the bills and the credits for the people that work on the show. That's how we keep being able to bring you these for free. Uh, then we got, we're two minutes into about a 12-minute to 14-minute intro, which is kind of like a show in itself. Now, not, you know, the show doesn't work for everybody. Not everybody who likes the intro. So you could always skip ahead about 20 minutes, and then that'll be close to when the story's going to start. But for a lot of listeners... This is either how you get to know the show or get to know me, so then you get to know that you don't need to listen to me. And some people fall asleep during the shows. It's kind of like something that kind of is familiar. Uh, I was getting that something borrowed something blue. I don't know why that triggers that. I mean, I'm trying to get into a metaphor about naming pets here. But so we'll have a long intro. It's just like a kind of silly, meandering intro. Uh, where I like try to make a metaphor about what the podcast is about 500, I don't even know, 14 times, 16, 17 times. I haven't, you know, made, made it successfully where I see this is the definitive intro now. So, and then the story will start. So the thing is the podcast episodes are normally just about an hour. And the idea behind that is to give you all the time you need to drift off into dreamland. So when you look at the episode or when it starts, you know, there's no hurry. I'm not here to rush you to sleep. Like, uh, like if there's a game on and you're trying to get your kid to go to sleep, you're like, okay, just go to sleep. Okay. I got to get, like, I get back like, uh, you know, if you have a lot of kids and there's like that little window for the, uh, you know, making of the, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, romance, romance. You say, well, please just go to sleep. I got to, you know, do, like, uh, so Oh boy, this went off the rails quick. So, how did what does that have to do with the podcast? Oh, so you're under no pressure to fall asleep. You're under no rush. You're in no rush. Uh, uh, I mean, that's the question that came up for me more than what I said. What's your rush? I said, well, I just you don't think this is ever going to happen again. So yeah, I'm in a rush to enjoy this. What's it? Well, yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry if you said it. I don't. That's pretty high level. So I don't know if anybody would get that except. Uh, anyway, oh boy. So, so you don't have to be in any rush. You don't have to listen to me. Clearly, holy cow, I'm pretty red right now. But you, you don't have to be any like. Uh, you don't have to take me seriously. I'm a goofball. I'm a little bit inept, and but I'm good at talking and meandering and trying to keep it calm. And I'll tell you what, I'm good at like kind of immersing into my imagination or the past of my life and trying to like to look at the details. 
and then uh, deliver over deliver details that uh, like uh, are neither gripping they're they're just distracting distracting details i've had a few and when it comes to naming pets so i said my dog current dog her name's koa koa uh, she came with a name my pet before that was probably my the dog we got while i was in high school her name was coco and I was the oldest, so I'm sure my youngest siblings, you know, voted and decided on that name. And she was a great dog, too. She was uh, like a mutt, like a, like a little bit of a, a black lab and Burmese mountain dog, I think was what they told us. And it was a good name for her. I don't think I was in agreement at the time. Uh, the dog before that was Patty, P-A-D-D-Y. When we got her, I was too young to name her. So the only pet I think I've ever named is my gerbil, Chitter. Well, I named two gerbils, Chitter 1 and Chitter 2. And if you've listened to all these episodes, you know why. Probably not the best for a podcast intro, but Chitter 1 went, you know, went away to live with the other spiritually free gerbils, uh, you know, they, 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 they live in the spiritual, free, you know, free spirit gerbil zone. So I had got a chance to name Chitter. And my, my, my gerbil, me and my, my brother and I, Carl, we got gerbils for Christmas one year. And, uh, like, uh, Carl got his gerbil's name was Squeaker. I think we still argue about this, though. Like, and I know, like, I know my memory's not great, but when it comes to these childhood stories, I'm pretty good at remembering stuff. I think my brother is in denial about something, about the naming. But I know the other gerbil's name was Squeaker. And, like, a Chitter, Chitter, was, Chitter 1 was a very feisty gerbil, and Squeaker was not. So when we got them home, you know, the one thing you little boys want to do with their gerbils is hold them. Or at least the little boys like me and my brother. And Squeaker loved to be held. Chitter did not. Chitter was only interested in, you know, escaping. I don't know, back to the pet store. I said, where the heck do you think you're going? Like, like, uh, I mean, I don't know. So the, during one of Chitter's escapes, uh, she escaped under my mom's uh, uh, slipper. And that's how she was freed to the spiritually free zone. Actually, Chitter 1 was a male. Chitter 2, in between my weeping fits, uh, someone went to the pet store and picked up Chitter 2. But unfortunately, they picked up a female. And then, like, four months later, my house with six kids also had about 5,000 gerbils in it. And they're still there because I was there for my aunt's funeral, like, last April. And, there was, like, there was uh, gerbil droppings everywhere. Uh, but, they, you know, now they live out of view. Anyway, what's my point? Ger- you know, gerbils are great. But uh, only that was the only pet I ever named that I can think of. Chitter. No, no, I, I did have a love for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I don't know if, to, like, those just have the same number of syllables. Maybe not even. Chitty Chitter. Yeah. Whew, my point was, but though sometimes, like, if you misnamed something, I think this opening started with me naming a pet, imaginary pets. I don't know. What about, I guess if you named your dog Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, that would be a pretty sweet name for a dog, actually. But, like... If you were, if you were, if you're like an adult and you had some confidence, but otherwise people, you named your dog Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And I mean, most people that are between, you know, 30, you know, 17 and 35 don't even know the joys of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Bang Bang, Dick Van Dyke, some other people, maybe not even Dick Van Dyke. I don't know. And now that I'm thinking about it, probably not Dick Van Dyke. He was in anyway. But so some things can keep you up at night. That's the thing. Like if you're if you're up thinking, and maybe this is just a relatable part. Like you say, why did I name that? You know, why did I have to hold my gerbil? I guess that would have kept me up at night as a kid. Like why can't you just let your let your gerbil stare at it through glass and its cedar running on its wheel? Also, Squeaker loved to run. My brother's gerbil loved to run. It was nocturnal. And it would run all night in that friggin' wheel. But even when that then, that was when I was having trouble sleeping anyway. I just listened to Squeaker, jag, jag, jagging away. So, and because also we named him because Squeaker squeaked and chitter chitted. You know, ch- 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 I don't know, like, uh, 
I think my brother probably named Squeaker first because it has a sweet name. Chitter. I kind of like. You see, I'm still overthinking it. And that's what happens at bedtime. So that's what this podcast does. I come in. I say, hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about nothing. I'm going to talk about something that you can kind of listen to. But like, like almost like the difference between, I guess this is a pretty good metaphor. The difference between holding chitter and squeaker. Like if you were holding chitter, you had to like, you can't squeeze it gerbil. You got to hold it loosely, but you had to hold chitter tight enough that chitter wouldn't run away, which there's no way to do that. And that's why chitter would always get away at bedtime and then we'd get in trouble. Squeaker, on the other hand, you could hold squeaker loosely and squeaker, you could almost pet squeaker. And you could see Squeaker breathing, you know, because like his little lungs and his little heartbeat. And like, uh, and Squeaker would be at ease, you'd be at ease. And then you put Squeaker back in Squeaker's cage. Also, you know, as I said, Squeaker had a lot of progeny because I don't know, like he did not look virile from the outside, but this must have been the most virile gerbil on the planet Earth. I mean, maybe all gerbils are virile. Um... Like, so, like, that's the kind of thing with this spike is, like, I kind of try to hold your attention loosely so you can be there breathing uh, and not struggling and saying, what, I don't want to be held. Like, say, okay, well, I'm at a safe distance. I'm not even holding you. I'm just uh, keeping you company here at your bedside. And I'll be talking. You don't need to listen to me. But you also don't got to feel under the obligation to keep me entertained, you know, to be entertained or anything. I just want to help you fall asleep. I just want to take your mind off stuff. As I said earlier, the spycast doesn't work for everybody. If it doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. I feel for you. I wish uh, uh, it did because I've been there. That's why I make this show because of the nights, especially as a kid, that I spent in my room worrying and tossing and turning. And, you know, losing hope I would ever fall asleep. And so I work really hard on it. So if you're new or you're skeptical, give it a few tries. Uh, I hope this can help you out. It's it's goofy. It's not like other sleep stuff. I do have creaky dulcet tones. And I do, like, for every 10 people that like me, that listen to this, this, is, this actually is a statistic. Like, like, so every 10 people that enjoy the show... You know, one person, they short circuit. And usually, you know, they, they let me know about it. You don't need to, though, because I'm not pressuring you to fall asleep or, or to like the show. Uh, but I hope you, I hope it does. I don't know. I, I wish it would work for everybody. Um, but I know it doesn't. Um, but I hope it works for you. I'm really glad you're here. And not only do I hope I work hard and I yearn uh, to help you fall asleep. So thanks for coming by. Okay, hey everybody, it's uh, it's kind of like trending Twitter Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, it's time for a Tuesday episode. And I had this idea, it struck me, um, when I'm recording this, it, it, it's still a bit after the Super Bowl, so when you hear this, it'll be probably way after the Super Bowl, and that's not too important to this episode, because uh, they think the way we're going to do this. So there's a 2017 Super Bowl uh, the halftime performance was by Lady Gaga. And I, do, I, I don't know, like, uh, like here's the people's impressions I get. I think the internet liked it, but I'm not positive. My daughter liked it, and I, I enjoyed it. I only watched it once, and I watched it, well, I don't think I watched it even live. I think I watched it probably, like, I was trying to avoid, believe it or not, like, just because of my time crunch making the show. I was trying to condense my Super Bowl watching down and avoid the commercials just because I wouldn't wouldn't be able to watch the Super Bowl because I don't really have a four-hour chunk of the time on Sundays because uh, Sunday is my biggest production day. But uh, it was like I'm definitely watching the half you know Super Super Bowl halftime show with Lady Gaga. And like initially, I didn't have this idea initially. Like when I was watching the halftime show, like I did, like spoiler, my my favorite part was uh, the very end. I just found it like I don't know if I was bemused or amused or both. And I'm not sure if it's the look on Lady Gaga's face. I don't want to. Well, I guess this isn't going to be like a recap. Like a 
but she was standing like, and again, my memory, you, you know, that we listen to the podcast, like my memory's not perfect, but I pictured her, she was up on something high, like rafters or, uh, like I, when I picture in my head, I'm just picturing like bleachers, but like, like high school bleachers. But she came to the end of the song and she just, she dropped the mic, literally dropped the mic. I think she, but she didn't just drop it. She like, it kind of ejected it from her hand, like somewhere in between ejecting it and dropping it. And the coolest, like, it was so cool. Like I sit her seriously, like was frozen and just to look on her face. And then there was this brief pause and then she just followed the mic uh, into the ether he just thought it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And maybe it was just me, but then my daughter commented on it too. And again, I think it like, I haven't rewatched the show, but I think like it was something about the look on her face as well. Like, uh, and I don't know if that's mirroring, like, like I'm picturing the look on her face and it was like a stern, a playful look, like both of like irritation and joy combined, which is kind of like, uh, 50% of my status all the time. And the other side is like where I'm striving to, to, to go, you know, to, to, to the joy. So, but it was, so then a couple of days ago, like I realized, oh, these things, you this YouTube is, you know, YouTube's got it on there probably. And I say, wonder like how much of that I like, cause here's what, like, uh, we'll do a quick, run through i remember she like a couple things seemed impossible in a good way like because she started at the top of the stadium maybe i shouldn't do this because uh i mean here's what i'm thinking we'll do like a trending twitter tuesday episode but based on the segments on mute so maybe i think this will be like a reinterpretation kind of like the kdfc uh a village episode that was based on an afternoon listening to KDFC listener supported classical radio. They could always use more support over there. KDFC it's Bay area's own. And you could, this is just me for free. They're not putting me up to this, but uh, you can listen on the internet too. Like, especially with the with speaker woman, you just say speaker woman play KDFC. If you have the tune in skill enabled and then she'll play it. And that's what I like to listen to at bedtime. I stopped listening to BBC 3 or 2, whichever one, because of the uh, loudness normalization is different, and uh, it can't change, like, the, like uh, just like I'm already in bed, and the speaker woman's not so good at, like, uh, like I like to use it. Anyway, like, uh, just in case someone from BBC 3 tune-in relations team is listening, also with the BBC, just in case somebody's listening, I still, like, we, a long time ago, we were working on a pitch with somebody there or in that area. And, it, like, then Brexit happened. But I would love to uh, talk to someone there about your shipping for, you know, like, I'd love to do something with you. So if you're listening, you know, let's talk. Let's make some, let's make some dolls happen. Anyway, this is about Lady Gaga. And I guess this would be... So there may not be a lot of you that, again, there's a rare age range of my slice of life, but there was this Michael Jackson. He was, he was, uh, I mean, he, he, he was the, uh, cat's pajamas to me. I don't even know what cat's pajamas means. Uh, but that was one of the few first albums I listened to was Thriller. And my brother and sister and I, we would listen to that over and over and then at some point, like, I never went to Disney World till I was, like, much older. But they had this video in Disney World and Disneyland called Captain EO, which was kind of like uh, Angelica Houston was in it. Yeah, some part of my brain just interrupted me to make sure I gave Angelica, Angelica Houston credits. Of course, that part of my brain doesn't know any other cast members of, of it other than but it was like a futuristic music, 3D musical starring Michael Jackson with some great songs in there. And I kind of feel like Michael Jackson's music is kind of getting this, like right now has a strong, pop music has this strong MJ influence. I don't know if Lady Gaga does. I guess I'm not, like, who do I think I am? What is this, Song Exploder? Uh, like Song Imploder. Song, song loader, I load it down and then it does. Anyway, so 
Uh, but here's what I propose. I'm going to start up the uh, YouTube reca- replay of Lady Gaga's Super Bowl halftime report. This is just to give you contextual information. And we'll see what, like, like, like if it's on mute. Uh, and since I've only seen it once and I can't hear the songs, you know, because the lyrics would normally influence me. And my, my, my poker face, uh, which can't read. It can't, can't read my, I, use, I think my daughter or maybe me thought it was carry my, carry my. But so, uh, what am I going to do? So, so I'm going to play a segment and then like, I mean, I'll be pausing the recording in between those things. So ideally, so just come across like the myth of, uh, the myth of Gaga or something. Probably I'll come up with a title hopefully during it. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, snuggle in and I'm going to get things going here. Okay, right, everybody. So I've been uh, I've been like polishing up on my myth myth studies, and I came across these great incidents. Uh, uh, they happened long, not long ago, but long enough ago. Uh, in the southern U.S., uh, there was a gathering uh, of uh, peoples, uh, and they were celebrating the nightbird goddess, Kaka. I uh, kind of like the yeah, kind of like the football player Kaka, and she's the goddess of all the nightbirds. And there's a lot of tales of her, a bit of a trickster goddess, uh, beloved uh, by those who love her, and uh, you know, the, not by but not by small creatures, you know, because of the owl. You know, the owl, she she's you know works in the world of owls and you know nightingales. Maybe I don't know if nightingales are actually a nightbird. But definitely owls and other nightbirds that I'm not aware of, because uh, uh, my limited education. But this was a festival for her, and it was a big festival, one of the largest, a yearly festival. And like, okay, so I was trying to learn. Okay, so I did. This is what really happened. I pitched this idea uh, to Fables Monthly. It's a well, they went out of business, actually, believe it or not. But, but uh, it pitched them on an art. Like I said, this was back, you know, one one or two lifetimes ago. You know, when I fancied myself uh, the next, uh, you know, uh, raconteur, writer, a journalist. Uh, when I was deep into, you know, because I didn't realize my grasp of the English language and communication was best... Uh, in a more abstract form, even than like uh, Gonzo journalism. But I had heard about this gathering, and I pitched like it. And also, I changed the names of all these magazines. Of course, Fables Monthly couldn't pay, you know, for me to go to a you know small town, you know, to stay in a motel room and all that. But uh, I did pitch them on this. I said, "I'm going to go to this festival, and I'm going to learn about it." Because if really like, I had to pretend. Well, that wasn't too hard because I had seen, like, uh, depictions of the goddess, uh, the Gaka. And I said, well, that's intimidating. Like I said, well, that's an intimidating bird goddess. And I um, I didn't, I guess I should have done more prep work. Like, you just at least look up nocturnal birds. But I said, I got that covered. And, I, you know, and then I, so I headed down there, you know, flush with Fables Monthly Cash, which meant... Uh, uh, you know, you could stay at the local or the local competitor of the Motel Six. Uh, they don't leave the light on for you at these places. I mean, they 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 leave the light on behind the like a glass where you slip your money through, and then when you you go to uh, you know anyway, and then so that like uh, hmm, how do I put this? Uh, and this was like I, this was when I was doing like a different kind of method. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm no, I'm no guy, really a gonzo journalist, but, uh, like I did attempt to live that lifestyle without the journalism and, or the doing stuff, but this was my one attempt. So I did partake in things because, I mean, it was, you're preparing for this event. I had to be able to put my ego aside. And when I say ego, I just mean like, uh, my, like my negative ego that says, oh boy. 
So I, I, you know, consumed things that would enable that. And then I headed uh, to the gathering area, this temple, uh, which was an old industrial building uh, where where people were gathered to, to praise Gaga. And, like, first they had all these feats of strength. And it was, like, a, that part, of, like, it was kind of weird for me because I was a little bit, like, out of it. And it was daytime. And I was trying to tell what I was, ma- you know, with like the noises I was hearing were imaginary or people whose feet I was stepping on, which was, you know, of course it was that. And I think there was caber tossing, but I think like I so like that's all I kept saying. Like, can you show me the way to the caber toss? And people would always look at me like, and I, like so I kept looking. I guess I got over, you know, when you're. uh when you're dr- drifting into the like uh, like chemical pathways of the mind, we'll say, you know, sometimes I get fixated on something. So I kept just uh, trying to find the caber toss. And then at some point, I think I was caber tossing with uh, like a paper towel, paper towel, um, well, there was a tube of paper towels. I mean, it, maybe I just stopped thinking people were communicating in the same language, because I think most people don't communicate in gibberish. Uh, but then as the sun fell, uh, well, I think I got, I got my groove. Like, the sun was falling, so then I couldn't see people and feel like they were looking at me. Also, at some point, I realized that in order to, um, like, kind of complete my Gonzo thing, I traveled, started traveling with a briefcase. This was, you know, it was a wannabe. And, of course, the briefcase, like, I was too paranoid. So all the briefcase had in it was, like, a water bottle, sunscreen, like, wadded up money. What else was in there? Um, I don't even know what, like, oh, paper towels, because the paper towels, like, I, t- I don't know why I took the, you tried to pull, it was a mess in there. But it was, like, uh, it brought me comfort. I would stroke the, uh the front of the briefcase. So that that and the falling of the sun, you know, brought me comfort. And then they said that the goddess was coming herself, Gaga, uh, to perform. And then, like, uh, all of a sudden the lights came, and up at the top of one of these industrial towers, uh, she was there. Like, I felt like, it, like I thought it for a while it was Ziggy Stardust uh, descended from the heavens. And if like then these, like it was wild like there's these birds and I said I didn't know I don't know how I said this is a supernatural event this is a real goddess which is like uh, this is an oral review of it because all my papers or like my ten times more illegible I think I was writing on paper towels like most of my notes. And they were just so legible. It covered it, like, I think at different points I was really sweaty, too. And also sometimes I was, like, sucking on the paper towel for comfort. But so at some point, like, uh, she's standing up there. And everyone is transfixed. And then these birds start flying around her. And I don't know if it was, like, the play of lights or the play of chemicals in my system or reality. But it looked like the, like, birds... Uh, were forming different, uh, like, like, like they're lightning bugs, but some were red, some were white, and some were blue. And then I think, uh, like, uh, a guy was, like, singing about, or I don't know, like, because uh, I couldn't, like, something with any of this kind of stuff, my ears always go wild. So I wasn't hearing anything normally. So, and again, like I said, I think I was speaking gibberish. So anytime I asked anyone... I mean, at some point, I guess I crossed enough people. I think I was pleasant enough because they just said, hey, it's Cabertoss. They were calling me Cabertoss. So all these birds are flying around. They're changing around. And I thought it was like the United States flag. And then I said, that must be my imagination. Like, what has a guy got with the USA? And I said, well, I said, well maybe the eagle. But then, like, all trickster goddesses, uh, she turned into like a little bit of an Anansi with, uh, with like a, what do you call those things? Like a web. 
like silken strands, and she used that to fly from up above. I mean, I guess she was a bird goddess too, but it seemed like she was flying on these strands. I guess maybe not. Maybe that was my imagination. And I started to get confused because she was standing like in this proud, like like manner, but not intimidating. Like so, I said, "Well, of course, I mean, she's due her respect." Uh, the goddess, without the goddess of the nightbirds, with what I know about nocturnal uh, orthonoids or whatever. You know, I learned that because Data said that on a recent episode of TNG. Is, uh, you know, we'd, we'd have a lot of stuff like, like, you know, they really clean up, especially barns. They know that, that owls live in barns. They said, maybe, maybe, and they said, well, maybe there's a morning doves. I don't know if they're a night bird, but they probably, they sound good at night. But then she was standing up there and then she must've been saying something about Prometheus. Cause all of a sudden there was like these things. And she started talking about, uh, she started doing this dance uh, about Pinocchio. And I said, okay, USA flag in a Pinocchio dance. And she was talking about the journey uh, that all of us take as a puppet. And I said, well, this is political, I think, uh, is puppets. But she was, because I couldn't hear anything, I wasn't, I'm not positive on any of this. Uh, but the positive message was like that, you know, you got, you learn to swim, a lot of tension in the shoulders. So I think there was like this, uh, this healthy message of like, uh, stretch your shoulders out, you know, brush your dirt, shirt dirt off your shoulders. Like Jay Z says, and then dance, uh, like, and everybody started really dancing, but again, I couldn't hear anything because my ears were weird. And then she did this thing where she was tousling her hair, and then she started flying. And so I said, okay, this myth is lost on me. And then the nightbirds came, beautiful, beautiful nightbirds, uh, male and female, uh, translucent. Uh, and then some birds, like, it get, this is when it got really trippy, but I don't think it was my imagination either. Uh like there was like a, like Promethean style uh, stuff, and then these beautiful trans these night birds, and they were some kind of night bird I wasn't familiar with because I don't even know about any birds that have translucent wings, and the beautiful beautiful torsos, and I think the message she was saying was like she was telling the tale of the lost night birds and how this flock of birds. So beautiful and so lovely, and that the, these nightbirds were born out of the, when the stars and the earth and the owls and the the, the things out like all of those things like uh, it gave birth to one progeny. Maybe one of those ones where it's like uh, it just it pops out. And so these nightbirds, you know, they had aspects of all their parents. So they were very, very, very diverse birds. Like, even though they shared some features like translucent wings, you know, they all had an individual translucency. And they all had the owl's fierceness. But they also had the ability to stay close and to love Mother Earth and to be grounded. And then they, they also had the translucency, but also the stars in their eyes. I don't know. Like, uh, and then because of their birth, uh, what is that called? Spontane spontaneous creation. That's what it was called. Not, not, not during this. This was, I think I could, was reading this on my notes. Because of that, uh, they just had a, like, they were just so happy. And, I don't know if this is where the idea, this myth is where nightclubs come from. Yeah, but I guess like what would happen is these birds would dance and they would dance and they would dance. And they loved to do that. And uh, like, like they like, and they would tweet and tweet and tweet and, and sing. And Gaga, she would sit up there in the heavens, and she was a very social goddess uh, in a positive way. Like she would hang with stars, the gods that were stars, the moon, the dawn and the dusk, like sitting up there watching these beautiful uh, 
children of hers that she shared also with the earth. So the earth would smile up at her and the stars would laugh. So I guess they had features from her too, like, because uh, I didn't count her features. But they were all very individual and unique. Uh, but together, like, uh, the, the, I think it was something about that, the, the spontaneity of joy. And they just brought joy wherever they went. And, like, uh, the, the, like uh, at night, they would settle in an area. And I think they were, what is it, itinerant? Like, they didn't... Um, what is that called? When you go south for the winter, whatever that's called, it'll come to me at some point. Or, you know, I think Bugs Bunny, maybe Bugs Bunny was just going on vacation. But these birds, they would just go places, I think, like drawn there or maybe guided by their their different uh, their different parental units. And at night they would settle somewhere and they, they would like uh, instill it with a little bit extra joy when a place needed it. And like, uh, like, and, and for a while, like, it was kind of a mysterious because, like, people would just wake up in a better mood, and most people weren't aware uh, that they were visited by. In this particular bird, like, its spelling is tough. Lucia, like, 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 Lucia's, like, Lucy's. I, I would say is the name was the name of this group of birds. I think in the French word for that, though, like a like a like lucre or something, but Lucy's, you could say, if you you know if you were there, watching this uh, ceremony, and so this is all happening in front of my very eyes, like a recre. I didn't know if it was a recreation or retelling because it was so. I was so deep in this myth, I was like, call the Eastland Institute and freaking you know get them to, to grab to, you know dig Joseph Campbell out and like. Uh, you know, get me out of here because I'm knee deep in myth. That was just cheap, 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 uh, gambling pun. But I said, I, I found, I, I, I don't, if this is my bliss, no, because it was chemically induced. You can't chemically induce bliss. But then I guess with the, the tale that I was watching unfold that was being true, like this is real. I mean, I freaking, I don't know if Joseph Campbell's like some sort of, uh, no, what kind of god do you think Joseph Campbell became? Uh, I mean, of course, a story god, but what, like, uh, what's a metaphor for that? But like, uh, this is when like this man myth was being transferred right to my synapses uh, by this goddess, and I guess what had happened, if I can reconstruct what happened, like they were really happy these birds. Yeah, but they were also really proud because uh, there was this new, like, uh, like this new empire on Earth, and that empire on Earth was like a day-based empire, and the rulers there they didn't like they didn't like like night or night birds, and they had put a ban like they had like installed all these lights, like you know, one of these kingdoms with castles. There was torches. There was gas lamps. There was a whole nine yards, and like at some point, like uh, a guy and, and her her Lucy's became aware that uh, the people there were very unhappy under this ruler, and so the Lucy's went there and they sang every night, and every every night they like that the birds sang. If they would like uh, go to the tree and they'd surround the tree with light, or they'd light the tree up, uh, literally light it up. And like chase the Lucy's away because uh, they said, uh, you know, we don't want them. And they'd like shoo the birds. And then, you know, no one knows where the Lucy's would go during the day. They would go and sleep. So then this ruler, like, kept saying, you know, he, he was telling his people, you know, no one, you know, can rest until like the night these birds go away. And the birds didn't like that. So then, like, uh, our goddess uh, Gaga, she called in the crows and the ravens to come too. And, and, uh, cause she has this, like, she had this, like, silver magical bird beak. Uh, that's how she communicates with the birds. Uh, I guess the birds of night, uh, uh, this particular ruler is not delight. And so then the crows and the ravens came. And so then they would alternate all night outside of this castle in different places, like the beautiful singing and, and, and joy of the Lucy's 
and then no offense to the crows or the ravens, but they just do a whole lot of cawing and crowing and, and that kind of thing. They kind of be toying with this god or get like a, a king or whatever. So this king, I guess, was very powerful, he gathered a lot of earthly riches, a lot of earthly power, and whatever like arrangement this ruler had, who will be named Nameless, uh, made a deal with, like, I don't know if it was the sun, like, one of the, like, gods of the day. And I don't know if it was a deal they planned on welching on or whatever, but they said, you got to get rid of this, uh, like, Kaka and all her Lucy's is driving me nuts and these crows. And the sun god, uh, or the dawn god, I don't know which, like, again, not an expert on this, okay? And I can only tell, like, again, like, at some point, the only picture I have from this is me. Well, there's a couple pictures, but one I had my briefcase over my head, like an A-frame hat, and the beard of paper towels, uh, and I'm holding like a like a paper towel thing and pretending Kate it looks like I'm about to caber toss it. But so. Like, I guess, the, like, the sun god or the dawn god was like, you know what, the, the, like, the Lucy's and the night, like, we live in balance, you know. And we need the joy that the Lucy's bring. We need them to clean up because, you know, anything crawling or crawling, you know, they, they clean up that stuff, the owls and whatever other. And ravens and crows are necessary. They're part of the balance of, uh, you know, nighttime and, and daytime. And plus the, the dawn god was like, people are just in a better mood when they hear that joyous, joyous music of uh, the sweet, sweet songs of the Lucy's and all their different uh, tones and, and like uh, pitches and all that. And then this this ruler was pretty tricky because at some point, like they kind of got to do a standoff. And, you know, the, the uh, Kaga and her, her, her birds her people, you know, they're proud. So they had had like this more proud celebration in defiance of like uh, all the, all the lighting and, 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 and stuff, uh, and bird harassment. And so they had this big performance one night, you know, where it just kept getting more and more and more and more night birds were coming. And this ruler convinced it was a day, one of the day gods, uh, that this was a threat, uh, and that their proudness it was haughty. When it wasn't really haughty, it was just proud and self-aware and self-confident. But they convinced, you know, they said this is a haughty uh, display of defiance of, you know, the dawn. Because they performed right into the daytime. And they were like, we're, we're defying you uh, to the human ruler. And so he convinced the dawn god that the dawn god was going to have to step in and, 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 and do something. And so the day god was thinking, like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, like, uh, deal with this, with some sun stuff, you know, solar flares or whatever. Uh, but by the time of the day that all this got processed, the moon was up, and, you know, the sun was still up and the moon was still up, and Kaka uh, and the birds were still singing and performing. And the moon kind of chimed in and said, listen, this is a human, you know, they don't have... Uh, priority up here you're going to send out some solar flares and this is a goddess one two everybody loves these lucy's so, you know what are you going to do you can't just uh solar flare them also they're birds like what the heck is wrong with you and the solar sun god said well you know they're you know they, this human's got me on some technicalities that i can't tell you about because i've been hanging on earth and a lot, you know, and then the moon said, okay, well, let me be the, uh, like, uh, uh, intermediary, because you can't just take it with full action. You know, we're trying to have a consensus God stuff going right now. And, you know, this will give you a layer of, you know, deniability, too, just in case. Uh, and then, like, the moon God was really smart. Plus, you know, uh, was, um, anyway, so said, okay, what are you going to do? And then they said, okay, well, I'm going to set up a game board and we'll have a game where Gaga, and then the sun god was like, well, but Gaga's a trickster, so we'll never catch her. 
And then it's, it's and then a, you know, someone disguised as a crow or a raven and just carry around to the game board. And then the sun god said, well, what kind of g- g- game is it? And the moon said, don't worry about it. It's actually dusk, you know. So then it was night, and there was this game board set out, and this crow carried a guy out there. And all of a sudden these, uh, like, uh, no, no, these, like, shiny, uh, I don't know if they were crows or they were some sort of, you know, crow, like, undercover working uh, for whatever, but then like the, like the, uh, the, uh, like a, a guy was like, what's the game? What's the game? And what had happened is this is how to this human ruler really knew what was going on. The human ruler, I don't know. I guess I was confused by the crow part the shiny crows. I didn't understand, but the human ruler, had uh, in, imbued these magical, like, the sun at the same time, even though it said, okay, go ahead with the game, it sent, like, some magical sun dust down to this human ruler. And the human ruler, like, put it on a sh- a soldiers, so they kind of, like, you know, they kind of grew, like, a little, like, puffy, puffy triangles. Uh, and they surrounded Kaka on the game board, and she said, is this the game? And then, like, they, like, put this gold jacket on her that made her just into a toy. And it had, like, a spiky triangles on it, too. And they made her perform for the sun god. And, and they said, you'll rehearse all night. That's the game with my soldiers. And they led her around. And they were also trying to tire her out uh, so that she would lose. I don't know. These are these kind of games, you know, they're confusing. And then the crows came out again, and the crows had, like, a long stringy, like, they had, like, like they were, like, uh, we're getting rid of some of our feathers, and no one knew why. And they were saying, quit trying. So, like, somehow, like, what had happened was, like, they started, uh, like, circling the soul, like, the whatever they're called, knights uh, with the spiky armor. And then uh, they had gotten their feathers into the knight's things. So the knights were all tickled. And then, so then the, uh, they couldn't do anything. But then the king, or whatever, this ruler, uh, so it was like, seemed like it was going to be a bird human standoff because more and more crows were coming and the Lucys were free and they were forcing Gaga to perform. Then all the humans came out with torches you know, to try to reduce her power. Cause all of a sudden when she was performing like in the Spinocchio style, her gold jacket just, uh, turned back to her silver coat, her normal silver coat and her hair grew even more longer and silvery. And the humans came, uh, with the torches and they surrounded her and the leader, he was kind of saying, you know, this is like, who, who is she? She, uh, to sing when she feels like it and to have these birds freaking singing. You know, humans need to sleep. And the people were kind of like, well, you're you're a king, you know, you're a ruler. So, uh, you know, also they said, well, we'll get, get you extra good stuff if you do this. And, you know, not, you know, one of those things, you know, tit for tat type thing. And what Kaka finally realized was that, uh, She's been frowning for the past, like, two or three hours, like, in this whole thing with uh, dealing with them. And so she turned and it turned her. Now, she's, she's a, like a, a goddess in human, mostly human, you know, so we could absorb it. But, you know, some bird features. And she started to sing a lullaby to all these people and tell them the tale, the true tale of... Uh, Whence humanity came, the spirit of humanity, not just our uh, physical bodies, this grand, grand tale of how we too were born, but instead of being born of the sky in uh, the earth, like the, the uh, what do we call them, the Lucy's were, uh, she sang this song of the sea. And she ran around and she hugged these, like all these, these villagers and humans. 
and she told a tale of how our spirit was born from a soupy sea where we all swam together and you know we were bouncing around and and stuff like that and like uh, you know a bunch of stuff and the humans kind of like they 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 enjoyed the tale cuz she said you know you're going to be okay you know you're you know you're just doing the best you can and you know, one, you were once soup, and sometimes you can feel like soup, and that's why I have the Lucy's here. But being soup from a soup, a soup of uh, where life sprang out and then crawled up to the earth, and then I don't know this far. You know, it was a, it's, it's it's tough to follow, but it was beautiful. You know, when you sing about soup, it's tough. Or yeah, I don't know, not miasma. What is that called? Primordial. Oh, primordial ooze. The, the good days, as she sang. And then all the soldiers, uh, like, uh, they, they, what happened was uh, behind the scenes, uh, all the soldiers had captured all the Lucys. And I think maybe that happened earlier, and I forget to tell you. Maybe that's how they were, I think, during the game or whatever. But it didn't matter because with one fell swoop of this lullaby, it began to rain primordial soup onto the soldiers in the Lucy's that they were holding. And another spontaneous change came, and they became these beautiful doves. I think this, I don't know if they, like, fused or what, uh, but it was like beautiful, beautiful doves, uh, the symbol of peace. And so they said, let's dance right up to your ruler's place, and let's show them a piece of our peace, piece of our peaceful minds, uh, dance style, with the songs of the Lucy's and the songs of the like the knights and the humans and everybody's dancing once again, uh, joyfully, uh, with this symbol of peace, the doves. Uh, but the doves also had the beautiful range of the Lucy's. They, I mean, the Lucy's must have been tough because they had to give up their translucent wings. Yeah, but the ruler, of course, wouldn't have it. You know, there's a, they stood outside the castle, the final dances of resistance, saying, you know, we won't be ruled by someone that doesn't want, like, birds that bring us joy at random moments. And somehow, I don't know if there's a spellcaster, but they, like, like somehow they can't, like, her, this uh, ruler still had some magic uh, dust from the sun god. But he had, like, powers of ice and powers of heat, and so he froze them all together uh, to one giant bird and goddess combined, and they were stuck for a little while. And then they broke free. They danced their way out of that. Then he put them to sleep, and they lied down asleep, but then they started tapping their fingers in the ground, and then they all woke, woke, woke up and danced again. And then, then, like, he tried heat, but uh, it wasn't, the heat was already rising because uh, really, like, uh, uh, guy was just hitting her stride. And, you know, she was powered by the power of peace and joy. And she started just doing all the dances any human would be familiar with. Everything, like uh, mashed potato, the twist, the boogaloo. You know, the dab, the, the, you know, shorty five, the voguing, you know, bouncing, moving, grooving. And then they all marched to the top of the castle and like, uh, like to the highest tower. And then meanwhile, the, the same leader was thinking they were chasing him to the highest tower. Uh, but what no one knew is that there was this giant wave of uh, primordial stuff coming in. And soon, like, this must have been a magical tower or some magical situation because it kept going up and up and up and up. And all the people of this area were in the tower going up and up and up, and they were all uh, kind of combined in these peace birds, or doves, uh, following their goddess up and up and up. And then this giant primordial uh, wash came in, and everyone said, "Well, what is this? Like, what? What? What in the name of uh, you know whatever those things that were crawling?" And uh, the goddess stood at the thing, and the leader was there, still kind of like, "Like, what are you going to do? Arrest me? Or you know, 
and the whole area was flooded by the primor primordial waters, primordial soup. And she said, don't worry, it's time to jump. It's time to, for the next jump in evolution. And, the, you know, of course, this leader said, Evel, what? Uh, you know, that's nonsense. She's nonsense. And she said, I'll prove it. And she jumped in. And it wasn't that hard. The water was high. And primordial uh, soup is like the exact perfect temperature, you know, not just for spontaneous evolution, uh, but also it feels great. And especially like way more minerals in primordial, like it's so good for the skin. And, you know, like uh, all that stuff. So people started jumping in and they were giggling. And this is right at the sunrise. And everyone's jumping in and then they're realizing, okay, they're returning to their regular form. Uh, and the, they said, well, what is it? They said, this feels so good. This, this is primordial, you know. And then the sun god was laughing because everyone seemed so happy. And the leader was just sitting up there alone, like with his legs hanging and looking at every person in his whole kingdom, everyone he ruled, even the birds in the sky, everything was in this, uh, you know, this uh, water swimming around. I mean, there's plenty of floating stuff to take breaks. You know, if you didn't like to swim, you could just bask. Now, Kaka was gone, but no one noticed at this moment because everyone was just so happy. And the leader was saying, I don't see any difference down there. You all look the same. And then he was pointing at people he knew and, you know, saying, well, you still got that thing on your, you know, you still got that beauty mark. It's not so beautiful, you know, critical stuff. And everyone's just laughing and, and awash and something. And then a little child said, uh, oh, yeah, there's this evolution down here. Because we want you to come join us because it feels so good in here. Just feels so good. We want you to jump on in too. And that's how we're going to evolve. We're going to be even nice to you, but you're not going to lead us anymore either. Because uh, your cat, like, I think, like, whatever the technicality that gave this person land ownership and, you know, whatever was in the castle, which they said, well, your castle's underwater. And I think probably new landmass arose, and the, the birds, some of the birds were already there. They said, This is the, we're going to crawl out of the sea into this new land. And, you know, it's going to be like a joy city. You know, it's not going to be joyous every moment. But this special waters that came in uh, taught us what we already knew from these Lucys and from our goddess. And then they saw a twinkle in the sky and they knew she had returned uh, from whence she came. They said, this is the next step in evolution. Just being nice. They're trying to be more nice than not. Uh, trying to have a little joy in our heart, a little extra dance, a little extra rhythm. And we feel down, splash a little water on our face and say, whoosh, this is, whoosh, that feels good. And leader, he harumped and didn't get it. And they said, well, we'll be over here on this island. When you want someone to come get you, well, you're going to have to jump into the water and see if it changes your attitude. And uh, I don't know how it ended, uh, to be honest, because like, uh, at that point, like I did hear, there's someone that said there's a caber toss in the parking lot, and I went out there to report on that. And, uh, I mean, and then, uh, like, it was boring. At least they said, uh, okay, Cabertoss is pretty interesting for a few minutes, but uh, it really seems, un like, not good for the lower back, even with these, br 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 like, big Cabertoss, when you throw, uh, like, a telephone pole. Um, and it's just, I said, that can't be good for their lower backs. So then I went back and uh, got in my bathtub with my briefcase and that was the end of my stint as a Ganso journalist. Uh, and it's the story of the myth of the Gaga, the goddess I once observed in a ceremony in the southern United States. All right, thanks and good night, everybody. I want to thank uh, Tiffany. This, I guess, puts me asleep faster than Xanax. There have been a couple episodes where I got interested uh, so it doesn't turn off. So my mind doesn't turn off so fast. 
Our majority of episodes will only sleep, especially the mashed potato and stuffing recipe. And when I say my favorite, I mean it's because I fall asleep so fast. Thank you. Uh, Techno Mal 5. Wonderful. 7. I've been listening for six months. Never finished an episode. Never fails. Can't explain why. I started an early morning job and it helped me adjust from being a night owl to a morning person in less than a week. Wow. Thanks so much, and I'll be a patron for as long as this goes on. Thanks, Techno Mao 5. Uh, how about Lindsay 8? It really works. I have a terrible time falling asleep and was skeptical. However, three weeks later, I made it through a full episode and I sleep like a baby. Thanks, Lindsay 8. Uh, Thunder Girl 100. It sounds like a radio station I used to listen to. You listen to Thunder Girl 100. Like a Pavlovian dog. Thunder Girl 100. Bring in the lulls into your ears. I've been using this podcast to sleep nearly every day for a couple of weeks now. Now, as soon as I play it, I'm ready for sleep. Thanks, Thunder Girl. Now, just a heads up, there's a lot of, there's a lot of negativity this week uh, in the reviews. I don't know if it's the climate here in the U.S. or just, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, not that great. This, this Actually, this one, uh, I printed out and I have it because I, like now, after having getting this review... I'll never quit making the podcast, no matter how hard it gets. I will never stop. So this reviewer really, uh, I made this was like one of these reviews that became a po- like such a positive, not even in an irritated way. I said, well, she's now I'll never quit the podcast. Not that great. One star. Thought this podcast was great. It was my first podcast. Thought all podcasts contained long, self-absorbed petitions for donations. Host should not quit his day job. Also, I'm not a special snowflake who needs trigger warnings. I roll. You're already rated E. That's from Big Card Fan in the USA. So they love cards. But, uh, like, really, that's the kind of thing they say. That's great. I'm not, no, I see that every day and I say, okay, I'll just work just as hard as I'll stay focused now. So thank you. You, like, I literally, Lionel Kitty City that turned it frown upside down. But there's kind of people out there. Uh, Iona, uh, David One, amazing. For a long time, I was struggling to fall asleep. I tried everything natural, meditation. It didn't work for a long time. When I came across this podcast, I wasn't sure how it was going to work, but it does. Completely distracts my mind. Sends me off to sleep. Allows me to relax. Interesting enough, but not so, so boring, or too, but not too engaging. Uh, like not too boring, not too engaging, where you can fall asleep. Uh, oh, the spike has so much. Highly recommend that. They're from the UK. Their good friend Laura B to the SCR, undeniably reliably sleep-inducing old listener or long-time listener. New review. Been falling asleep to soothing sleep-inducing voice for over two years. Can't say enough about how helpful it is. Uh, since I found it difficult and stressful to try to fall asleep, uh, knowing you can turn on an episode and waken, awaken several hours later, having slept in the meantime, gives me great peace of mind. Stories themselves are fun and engaging to listen to. I often return to ones I've slept through to listen again while I'm working, waking, or doing exercising or doing tasks. Scooter has a perfect voice. Ease the listeners into a drowsy sleeping state. Highly recommend. Thanks, Laura. Kisses Toodles, uh, XOXO Toodles, best thing in bed. <laughs> First time that's been said with me in there. Uh, I recommend it to all my friends. I love the spike. Yes, cracks me up so much. Uh, puts me to sleep in a creative way. Thanks, Toodles. Uh, Barbara S., amazing, fun, sleepy, effective. Uh, every night for me. Haven't missed one since it started. Thanks, Scooter. Thanks, Barbara. Uh, Beyond the bar- Binary, that's from Sammy S58. Hey, maybe this podcast is beyond the digital and analog. To, I guess binary is analog, or is it digit? No, binary is digital, right? I don't know. Oh, boy. But you sleep with me is what Bentley is to cars. The first three months I was asleep before Scooter finished the introduction. The 8 to 12 minute segment where he tries to make a metaphor about the podcast is Sleep with me puts me to sleep. Uh, from the mystery bar to the masterfully crafted distraction, Sleep with me is a slice of spectacular brilliance. Thanks, Sammy. Uh, Rebecca with a K to the S to the E says, thank God for this. I guess helped me so much. Can't even explain how much it meant to me falling asleep. Uh, this one's mean and doesn't make sense. I don't know if they actually listen to the podcast. It says Jason. That's the title. One star. 
Uh, not a fan. Was annoyed at how useless the content was, which made me more awake. Don't recommend for students. Then SAR9876, I think this was a cross-wires thing. They said ads ruin it. Podcast amazes me. It works every single time, but now there's an ad at the end with a bell. Yeah, those aren't our ads, so that's the platform you're listening on. So it's, it's like uh, we don't add ads in, at the end of the show. So it's some of the, somebody that we're not getting paid for those ads. Uh, so whatever app you're um, listening on, it's not us. Uh, sorry about that, though. Uh, Robin Scott from Canada, you've changed our life. Uh, thanks so much for producing your amazing, life-changing podcast. Found you in the middle of the night while searching for something to distract me. Fell asleep a half hour later. Use your podcast for any sense. Can't thank you enough. I'll be supporting you financially. Thanks again. Thanks, Robin Scott. And then another person doesn't like you. Kate, 42. Wish I could leave half a star. More than half ads and preamble. Made me angry and worked up. Uh, they just uh, you, sometimes I, I shouldn't have to feel the need to defend myself, but it, uh, we show has less ads, even less than we move to Feral, because uh, I, I always keep track of where the all music ends, and it's still at the same time, somewhere between five minutes and fifteen seconds, and six minutes and forty-two seconds, and now we do all the credits in there and promote another podcast, so. And yeah, the preamble, a lot of people fall asleep too. So thank you for leaving reviews. And normally, there's a lot of negativity out there, not just with this podcast. Uh, so we're going to try to keep it positive out there. If you want to write a review for the show, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. Uh, if you're listening this long, I guess you're probably a regular listener. You know, maybe not, but uh, thanks, just thanks for listening too. Good night.